You're listening to the Arturnia Archives. Enjoy. New round, new cards. It's getting so much closer. I can taste those jacks. They're getting to the top of the pile. I can't wait for those. Roll your quickness. The jokers, you mean? Yeah. The jokers. It's going to be slow going with those rolls. All right. That's three cards for me again. That for a 10, right? Is three cards still? Yep. Cool. Top of the initiative comes to aces. I have one. And it's in the possession of one of those shovelers who are trying to make the break. I'm gonna go ahead and drop out the ace of hearts. Anybody else got an ace to kind of tie up with me? He sees what you're doing and he'll let out a hiss. Um, I'm pretty sure you're strong enough willed at this point in time with all the shit going on. You're not gonna be like, ah, scary dude with the shovel. I hiss back at this fucker. There you go. All right. Um, that little, is a very ladylike. That little squirmy feeling inside you is definitely like in sync with your desire to start smashing shit. Yay! We um, get along. It's going to the shoveler is going to run. It's going to swing wide and it attempts to knock you so that you fall onto the ground. So it's going to try to trip you here. Is this it? is a shoveler in the uh, car that they're in or in the new car? The car behind you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, part of the new group that's trying to get in, he got out ahead of the others. That is correct. I want to kind of position myself so that if he misses, he starts cracking away at the uh, <laughs> the fleshy bits that are holding it together. Can do. We can do that. Yeah, I don't see why you can't make that action. He gets a six. That's a successful hit. Do you want to drop a card and attempt to dodge? Otherwise, he hits you. Yeah, because I don't want more of these guys coming. Um, so I'll I'll dodge. Do, 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 does it have to be my highest card to dodge? It's yeah. your next one. Okay. So okay. If you have a card up your sleeve, it's that one. Otherwise, it's to your highest card. All right. Well, hopefully he does some damage on fleshy bits. So you're dropping a card to dodge? Yeah. All right. You need to roll your dodge or your fighting if you're going to like block with your shovel or your fists or something. I'm not blocking because I want him to hit the thing. So I'll roll my dodge. So that's, um, I don't have that skill. So it's my 4d12 for nimbleness minus four. That's correct. Yeah, 10. Excellent. We're going to go ahead and say that, yeah, he does. He chops past you and into the fleshy bits. I get more turns when I can get them to hit what I want them to hit. That's true. (laughs) That's true. Well, that's an an ace. What about kings? Oh, he's got a king. So do I. I have a king of clubs. Uh, so do I. So we go at the same time. This is, by the way, the um, engineer. All right. Uh, Ollie uh, is still in his uh, dead eye mode in Red Eye and uh, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, focusing and figuring out and calling his shots and getting himself ready. So uh, he is going to uh, trigger his rapid fire hex. Ooh. Hex roll of an 11 uh, will give me seven cards. All right, what can we put together from this? Not much. 
No bloop. Uh, that's just gonna be an ace. Oh man. I got I got four, six, eight, ten, jack, king, ace. Lots of not quites. Uh, the ace is enough, uh, and that will increase my rate of fire by one. One is better than none. So let's take this yep. to advantage and see where it can take us. You didn't even have a flush? Nope. So, all right, that's plus one to my rate of fire. That's what I got for my King of Spades action. Okay. On his King of Spades action, um, he is going to take Father Cross and throw him into the wall. Uh, I do not doubt that his strength is high enough to pick Father Cross up off the ground and fling him into the wall, but it's going to be the back wall on the far end of the train. Um, No, better yet, he's going to throw them all into Blake and them. Which, by the way, I just want to point out, um, because you've been casting spells, Blake, um, Cody, and Dwight, I've considered that they've been going, pow, taking pot shots when the opportunities arise. But right now, uh, it is difficult. Their guns aren't that strong, and they don't have any magical abilities to make them stronger. So doing a wound to this thing is near impossible for them with their D4s. They will get the back end of Father Cross as he is now being turned into a weapon. The critter is going to throw him. There it is. Father Cross, you're a unique weapon, so he suffers a penalty. Gosh darn it, why can't you be aerodynamic like the uh, banker? That's what we need in here right now, the banker. He could definitely put... uh, He's no, he's running. Oh, crazy shit's happening. Be, because I don't, I don't have that nice, you know, uh, curve shape like a baseball or football, whatever he ball he resembles. Well, he's lived a good life. All right, there we go. A massive seven. Um, it is, requires a fair to hit anything with an object. He's targeting Blake right now. So Blake is definitely going to get hit with a seven. Blake doesn't have any cards unless Ollie's going to drop something for the boys. No, I think they're all right. All right, fair enough. They're going to get hit by Father Cross. Now, the critter's not going to get his full-blown strength on this attack, but it's definitely going to be a strength roll. We're going to just drop it by one dice, and that's pretty much what we're going to deal with. Everybody, Father Cross and Blake both get hit for 12 points of damage. It's going to be to the chest and nothing special, as I'm not going to... I mean, like, unless I hit something, nope, nope, nothing. It just, it's chest hits, 12 points of damage. Uh, Father Cross, you'll take a point of damage to your chest, a wound, and Blake Activating retribution. Okay. He's taking uh, the same damage. Uh, Since it was a wound to my chest, he will be taking a wound to his chest. There is no uh, negating that. You get six points of wind, Father Cross, and he gets one point of wind, Father Cross. Ooh, Blake gets, he doesn't get any mitigators, uh, mitigators, so he takes two wounds and 2d6 for six points. Okay, I'll just note that down up here with Blake. One wound, six wind. Cool, all right. That is on his king. Father Cross, you are now on the ground on the backside of the train. And if you haven't noticed what I wrote in chat just a little while ago, you might want to take a look at it, if not. All right, so after Kings, we move on to Queens. And I don't mean in New York. Anybody? No? Just me? Great! The Shoveler um, 
uh, that has swung at you and missed has now been joined by another shoveler who sees this opportunity because you step to one side to kind of give him this opportunity to hit the fleshy bits. It doesn't want to fight the fleshy bits. It's stepping past you and into the car. And it's, it's, it's climbing up onto the engineer at this point in time. So its whole action is to come past you, climb up the engineer, and look for a place that he can leap down on somebody. So that's what he's done for his queen action. All right, after queen is Jack. Anybody? I just spent mine to activate retribution. Well, good news. The other shoveler, the third and final shoveler, runs up and is going to reach out and grab, swing. Yeah, she's going to... Is, She's going to swing at Sarah's character with her shovel as well. Uh, once again, same kind of like uh, smaller creature, gray skin. She, on the other hand, uh, seems to be feminine in some qualities, but still just as horrid. Swings for your midsection, not calling shot to hit you with the shovel. Are more of these coming beyond her? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, there she is with a seven. Do you want to try to block, dodge, or anything like that, or just take it? Um, well, if there's not more coming, there's no real reason to separate these cars anymore, which is sad. Um. Okay, well, I can change it. No, no, we're, we're good. We're... I mean, I tell you what, no. I mean, honestly, I'll happily give you uh, two chips, and I'll change my narrative. Don't do it. It's the last episode. Deal. <laughs> bam, bam. You get two more chips, and there are more coming. Are more coming. Okay. All right. Then I'm gonna dodge her too, and let her uh, beat up this uh, the 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 bits. So uh, are the bits looking like they're almost defeated, or what? She, okay. So there's two chains, and that could easily be one quick swing of like your hatchet. Uh, and then there's one more half of the fleshy bits. So if she, you dodge her attack, you will definitely slice open the other fleshy bits. Fleshy bits are done. And then all that's left is the chains. Now the trains can be broken several ways. If there's enough force of the train going backwards, such as if somebody pushed it really hard and was well enough to do so, or one of your magical tomahawks could cut through them like butter. Cool. All right, we've got plans. So I'm gonna go ahead and use my 10 to dodge her. Okay. Um and let her do my work for me. You need a seven or higher. And now I get to add more. Um, audience, how many more shovelers should I add? Or should I add something else? Like, should I allow the uh, the demons that was being summoned by the conductor to actually come into the game so it's not just a bunch of people with shovels? Could do that too. There's also the option of gargoyles, flying critters. Audience, come on, toss me in something. Throw me Let's, in uh... Let's not go with the flying critters because flying she's being critters. pretty heroic to, to break the, the the train off. I feel like it kind of undercuts the drama if it's flying stuff. Mm. Just, just sharing my official opinion as, as a Fancy Pants wordy writer man, that flying stuff would undercut the drama of the cleverness of breaking the train apart. All right, we got to vote for demons. You got a four, you need a three more. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold on, let dancing me, girls. Let me uh, draw my chips and see what I can do. Red chips. Here we go. Woot. Hold on. You uh, you messed up that roll. You put forty twelve. Keep minus two. Yes, you, you did. Put forty twelve. Put the K one and then the minus two. Oh. 
redo the whole thing because that's not actually a, a valid answer that the system can yeah. pop out. Whoops. You just push the arrow key and it goes up to the last thing you input and then change that and it'd be, I, I feel it's faster. There we go, 14. Yeah, that's All more right. like it. Thanks, Rusty. You saved me a chip. You're welcome. All right, the, um, this female shoveler dashes forward. She thrusts with the handle for a moment, swings with the back end, you move farther. And as you get into position, she takes the shovel two hands over her head and draws a hard strike. You deftly step to one side. It strikes off the side of the metal of the train and punctures the outside, finishing the tear that rips all the way around. Um, the fleshy bits are spraying and splattering blood and ichor all over the place now as major veins have been ruptured in whatever this cocoon is. Can, can we have a quick talk about this? Is it called, is it Icor? Is it Icor? Like, I, I think it's it pronounced both ways. I'm going to, I can go with Icor because my pronunciation of the English language is, English language is terrible. You didn't ask I just want to know, if, I want to know if I've been wrong. <laughs> uh, Icor, uh, I think is popular around Europe, but I've heard of Icor. I'm going to go with Icor. I'm happy to change. Rusty's a writer, that makes him a professional. That's like me telling somebody, hey, don't mix bleach and ammonia, it's bad. And they going, I don't believe you. And I'm like, I'm a chemist, I know these things. And they go, no, I'm gonna trust in an expert here. Black sure, bananas uh, are bad. There's not a lot of pronunciation in what I do, but I'll take it. I appreciate the vote of confidence, Max. <laughs> All right, uh, spraying blood and ichor. Cool. Ooh, I like that last suggestion. <laughs> Max? Uh, hold up. What was that, Sarah? I, I appreciate the tangent there. Not a problem. And what was that, James? Look at that last suggestion in the string chat. Demonic Can Can Girls. No. Or the one Demonic after that. Coyotes. Mm. Yeah, Coyotes. That's a good one. And I might save that for another rainy day. But we're going to lean on to demons right now. I do like the demons. That sounds terrifying. And so we are at Jacks. Any other Jacks? Um, after Jacks with tens, nines, eights. Uh, I have a ten of diamonds. If you want to use it or put it up your sleeve. Um. So right now you just. I I will I will put it up my sleeve for the moment. All right. Was that sevens? No eights. I'm on eights. Um. That's that one, that one, this one, this one. So, yes, that one's saved. All right, so um, on eight is the engineer. And uh, since this is his last card, and he's an aggressive individual, you haven't shot at him, Ollie. And he's already pulled himself mass-wise into the front car. And he's not really paying attention. That's what the little guys are for. So he really wants to get to Father Cross again. Like this is important for him. So he is going to pull the mass of him into the car by reaching out with two hands. His hands then piston forward, dig into the floor, pull all at one time and pull him more than halfway across the car, literally in front of you. Cause remember you dropped and dodged to the one side. I'm assuming you're in one of the little side cubbies of where people's stuff is at. 
and that's where you've been at for this point in time. So he is literally next to you. As he has come to a point, he pulls himself to a stop. He's gonna pick his mass of his body up, and he's gonna do a double-handed fist punch down on top of Father Cross to turn him into pate, which is a delicacy where he comes from. Priest pate. Father Cross, you gonna use that card you just stuck up your sleeve? Cause he's about to smash you with an eight of hearts. I wanna see what the roll is first. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, so where was that at? After I found out you can just push the arrow up key to go to previous rolls, I'm so happy. He doesn't have a penalty because he's not trying to hit any particular part of Father Cross. He just wants to smash you hit. And we got a 10. All right. Hit now. Raise. All right. Uh, now, since he slammed me against Blake and Blake and I fell down together, can I grab Blake and roll with him? Sure. All right, I will go ahead and use uh, that 10 then to do that. So just gonna like roll over so that Blake takes the brunt of the impact since he owes you his no, life? No, uh, both of us just rolling out. Uh, I'm trying to get us both oh, out of the way. Right, right, right. Because, right, right. More of a uh, uh, because Blake, uh, the way he described his fist, and he's, you know, coming down with a uh, double axe blow, both of us are gonna end up taking it. That's correct. Yeah, uh, Blake's just collateral damage on this. So I'm trying to get both of us out of the way. Yeah, I just forgot we're playing good guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's why we're shooting at uh, the engineer because we're trying to get him out of his armor and help him out there. You know, that's probably why he's so angry. 23. You definitely grab Blake and he brings down um, and does his oopley doopley little d6 and now his strength damage. I just want to show you what it looks like number wise when he smashes. Has it been that long since? There it is. When he smashes into it. Oh, sad 15. Nonetheless, that's more than enough to damage the floorboards and break them and send dust flying. Um, but, but, but. Now we move on to a seven, which is Ollie. Before you take your action, I want okay. you to know that as he rushed into the car and moved and attacked Father Cross, who's, by the way, at the back of the train at this point in time, the darkness that has been slowly enveloping the train has now made a massive move three more windows before the end of this turn. Oh, it's right. Uh, that reinforces my plan of murder this guy. Uh, here is my seven of diamonds. Uh, and Ollie is going to trigger Magnum Force for his next trick. Ooh. So, everybody together. Ooh. No, no, it's actually really impressive sounding, so. Ah, nice. Uh, that is a 20 on my hexing roll. Uh, so, gonna be eight, eight cards to make a poker hand with. See if I can do a little better this time. That's a lot of cards. Believe in the heart of the cards, Ollie. Or, I don't know, should your character believe in the heart of the cards? Because you're actually drawing in character, or is it the player should believe? So, uh, the good news is I got to draw eight cards. The bad news is, I believe, that card is the Black Joker. Does it go by the color of the outfit, or is it the color of the text in the Roll20 deck? Well, I will uh, show I you because this is the red joker right here. You can compare the two and get your answer. 
Yep, so that is the Black Joker. Wah, wah. Um, right. So, I don't remember exactly what that does to a hex. I'm looking it up. Like, like do I still make a hand, but then something bad? I think yes. was what happened. That's All what right. happened last time. You shot Father Cross in the back of the leg with the uh, bit of your barrel, and the barrel right. flew off because the gun exploded, and uh, you still canoed the bat creature. Okay, uh, well, we will build up a fair amount of power then. Um, so let's do ace, two, so three, ways. joker, five. So we will drop a straight, uh, which is going to be pretty solid on this one. So on uh, magnum force, all I need is an ace. So we start with ace, and then it goes pair, and then pair of jacks. Uh, and let's see how much farther up the line are we on poker hand. It, one it, second it, here. Uh, it, it doesn't have a specialized table. It's just going by the... Kind of the default uh, stuff. But I know that Jax is its own thing. So let's go. All right. So ace. Okay. You need an ace and you got a string. Yeah. So yes. one, two, three, four, five up. Um, right. So that will be three extra. My damage die improves by four. Uh by type. So from nice. D6s, we're going to 8s, 10s, 12s. What's after D12s? You said it's going up by 4? Yeah. 8, 10, 12, 12 plus 2. Nice. So yeah, uh, Ollie continues to uh, hold down the X button and uh, <laughs> charge up for a mega attack here. Um, and that was me at uh, 7 of diamonds. Just keep in mind when you're firing at the engineer directly, he does have an armor rating of one, so it will drop by one dice. So F. still D12s. Uh, I'll I'll take it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am looking for the chart of charts that describe exactly what's supposed to happen. I'm, I think it was in the Marshall's handbook. Yep. It uh, was. What are we looking for? The Marshall's handbook. I just need to yeah. make sure I have uh, the chart for when you get the black. Yes. Yeah, for the backlash. Is that in the Book of the Dead or the Marshals? Um, it is in the Marshals Handbook. If you're looking in the 20th anniversary, it is page 245. Oh. Nope. Nope. Yeah, backlash chart. Uh, so am I supposed to, uh, what, we're rolling a d20 here? Uh, one second. What page was it? 245. This book only goes up to 208, so... That's not going to work out so well. Huh. The Marshall Handbook. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's talking about the... The, uh, uh, the 20th anniversary. anniversary. Yes, you roll a d20 to see what happens for your uh, backlash. Uh, that's a 20. Ow. Wow. That's Ow. not great. So, uh, yeah, I guess Ollie's about to fucking kill himself. Let's do this. <laughs> nice. Well, or I guess because it, it twists the spell's effect, so would that lower the damage by that much? Um, Copy and paste the text into the uh, sure the stream chat, please. Share it with our audience, because I'm not finding it. Yeah, so the effect on a 20 on the backlash chart is it just reverses the spell's effect. So if it was a blast spell that does damage, it hurts friendly characters instead. 
If it's a protection spell, it makes me more vulnerable, etc., etc. So I guess that would just mean I'm lowering the damage on the gun. Yes. Right. Or, what, uh, what's the damage on the gun right now? It's normally d6s. So total, it goes. Uh, uh, total, uh, 3d6, 46. Yeah, 3d6. Okay. So first step is 3d4, then it goes to 2d4, 1d4, and then zero. So you're so, doing nothing during the duration of the spell with right, that particular so, gun. All right, so the next shot will be nothing. Nice. Well, good exactly. job, Harley. The Manito definitely tricked you on this one. Yep, it's just, uh, it's siphoning away that energy for some nefarious purpose or something. Nefarious. All right, then. All right. All right, and with that, we, um, that was on the seven. Anybody else have a seven? I don't think so. And I have a six. And the six is the gentleman who climbed on top of the engineer. Um, so seeing everything that's going on in the attack, he sees you casting hexes nearby. He's going to jump off the engineer and on top of you with his shovel. Okay. His attack is going to be to come down on you with said shovel. See, where is his attack? There we go. Let's find that number again. There it is. Um, a seven will be a hit with a shovel. Uh, yeah, he hits the floor as the shovel passes through my insubstantial form. Wow. Ollie does not even twitch. Awesome. Uh, Ollie continues to focus on trying to line up the shot and hold on to the tiger he has by a tail and uh, continue building up power for an alpha strike. All right, uh, so yeah, it just ripples right through him and thumps into the floor. Awesome. Five. Four. Five four. is me. I gets to five. All right. So we need to uh, end this whole um, train debacle thing. So um, since more are coming now, thanks for that. Makes my work worth it. Um, so I'm going to grab onto the cables um, on each side of the train and kind of do like bodybuilder, like lift myself and like put my feet on the opposite train and just push um, and see if I can can break those uh, uh, cables. All right. I'm going to make this at a hard nine. Um, it, I'm going to actually make it an incredible of 11. But if you make a hard nine, you pass. It's just you're hanging on to the edge of the train as the two of them separate. But if you make an 11, you separate the two trains and are able to get back on the train you want to be on. Cool. So there it is. That's the strength test you got to beat. 33. Holy crap. Take that, James, in your 31 earlier. <laughs> oh. I, I'm just setting the bar for the lady to pass. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, uh, describe it, because you kicked that train like a bad habit. Yeah, so I, I kind of like like doing a pull-up almost. I kind of lift myself, and then um, like a springboard, uh, she's got to have abs of steel or something, because she like pulls her, her, her legs into this tight crunch while holding herself in the air, and then just lets loose and shoots her legs out and just pops... Um, into that train uh, car behind her. Um, and she can feel the pop of like that train stopping or that train car stopping and then the one behind it kind of hitting it um, uh, as she then uh, kind of like 
with with like her uh, tendons like showing and stuff like that, she kind of slowly lowers herself back onto uh, the train. Wow. Awesome description. James, by the way, uh, it's when the Black Joker gets played during initiative, something happens for the marshal, right? Uh, yes, I have to go back and uh, look at it. Yes, you get to draw randomly from the fake pot for us at the end of the round. Uh, whoever draws the Black Joker um, tosses it in their highest card uh, away, and they have to play with whatever they have left. If that zero cards, they just don't do anything. Yep. At the end of the round, everything gets shuffled back for our If uh, you draw the black joker, the end of round stuff is the same stuff. We don't get any draws. Now, with him drawing his black joker, the audience should know that he's got to reshuffle his deck, call in all his huckster cards, and start over, which is a benefit for him. And you know, it makes it harder, especially if he's gotten a lot of really terrible hands doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to get good hands following suit. All right, so that so is... That is. I'd like to add in, too, that as, like, as I, I get myself back in the car, I just turn around and look at the big bad guy, and like, I just fucking stopped to train, so I'm just gonna stare him down and be like, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Turning back to face everything, you see he's moved into the middle of the car, wrecking pylons and the, the supports on the inside, smashing around, bashing things. The um, skin-like material is surrounding the car, just flaps in the wind and whatnot, but you notice that the darkness that encases the car has grown a lot, and the terrain that you see around you is does not look like Kansas at all between where you're at and the next car, which is now disappearing into the darkness. Yeah, it doesn't look like anything like Kansas. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Or Oklahoma, or wherever you need to be. I don't think any of us really, really wanted to go to Dodge anyways. We need one more turn, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a three, and I do believe Ollie has a card left, too. Yep, I'm not up until two, though. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and drop my three, which is the engine, not the engineer, see? Shoveler, 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 shoveler. They all got their ones. Yep, this is the engineer's card. Um, Father Cross has uh, done his thing. Um, at this point, it's going to stop and look over its shoulder, make eye contact with Anne because she just separated the two cars. Um, very aware of what you did. Um, it turns, faces you, and spews out a stream of boiling hot water. All right, all right. Do you have any cards? I do not. All right, so it's got a roll of five or better to hit you with hot water. I love how absolutely insincere the oh sounded. Yeah, right? Oh, oh too bad. Let's fuck up your face. Oh, too bad. Let's fuck up your face. Yeah. Um, not calling shot because that's just silliness right now. We're just going to uh, do that, 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 that. It's yeah, going to be real yeah. surprised when I start puking back on it next turn. Five. So it's a successful hit. Rolling location. Yeah, yeah. 17. It gets no pluses and 17 is torso. Correctly. It is the upper guts. 
that's good. All right, and let's do its 3d8 in boiling hot damage. Five! Five! What a freaking oh, mighty. Ouch! That kind of hurt. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right, all right. Uh, I look down at it, I look back up at it, and I'm like, here we go. <laughs> so if I remember correctly, you have a size of five. Uh, yeah, because I'm small. So that's at least one wound to your chest. Okay. And that is a d6 of wind, which is four points. Which I ignore, because I'm me. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, game mechanics happen. It tried. But the way she's been playing Anna, I I would assume she's more pissed about the fact that she just got completely soaked in a room full of guys than the fact that she took damage. I don't think that's a problem in her mind. That's definitely, she's a very pious individual. I'm, I'm more irritated that I just spent a couple hours stitching this raggedy dress back together. Exactly. <laughs> now it's all covered in blood too, and I'm just like, it's a trend, I'm gonna start it. <laughs> all right, so uh, I put a joker up my sleeve and he's definitely going to drop it at this point in time because, well, gotta use it. No, actually I don't, that's right. I don't have to use it. I can hang on to it. I'll just go ahead and hang on to it. Ollie, your turn. All right, on two of spades, uh, Ollie, who's still just standing there focusing, 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 he will shake his head and mutter under his breath, completely ignoring the shoveler whose shovel is going through him. And he'll go, oh no, you don't, you stone bitch. Uh, And I will not pay the wind to keep my magnum force going, and I will try to proc magnum force again. Uh, And that's, see if I can just keep that as a, a wasted action. Uh, so a seven, it will succeed in getting me a basic five draw. Uh, da, 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 da. Five, six, seven, something, nine, ace. So just an ace uh, is gonna be my my top there. That's enough to bump my damage up by one. So from D6s to D8s. Uh, so my, my joker cost me an action at least, but I'm still able to technically say that it was a successful hex. Heck yes. Just like my my rapid fire was technically a successful hex. With the one extra uh, so, shot. Alright, right, so that's Ollie's action is still focusing, getting ready for the uh, alpha strike that he's going to do. Um, trying to, trying to. The uh, And as, as things are happening, the engineer is like, blast the the water at the back it's very aware of the situation going on and when it sees you and the fight that's going on it kind of like cringes back to see that you're you seem to be something's happening it cringes back like it's getting ready to hide behind its metallic hand then it looks down it realizes you're not doing anything and the shoveler's passing right through you it looks toward father cross looks back toward Anne, and it's going to reach back and shut the door to Anne. that's it shut the door strength test Shut it. Wait, what? You're out on the back platform, so it shuts no, the door on you. I brought myself back inside. You're on the edge. You, you, after pushing the two off, you stood up, and so you were on the edge of the train. Right. <laughs> and so its action is to push the door shut. Oh, that's cute little paper door you're going to push in my face. All right. Um, and its action is to uh, position itself 
uh, back toward the door, toward where Anne is, and prepare, and that's it. It's getting a distance from Ollie. It's getting a distance from Father Cross. And this ends the round. And uh, at this point in time, we go from 11 to 14 of the windows covered. Because the thing's in the car with you. It grows three every round. At the end of the round, I'm paying five wind to upkeep ghost. And I'm going to offset that five wind with that white chip. Excellent. So Ollie just continues to focus. Nothing exists except for Ollie and his gun uh, as he is is in the zone. Excellent. All right, let's do some quickness rolls. Uh, how many cards does 24 get me? Jesus. Five. I want to end this. I want to end this on my turn. So let's do a red chip. Nine. That's garbage. So, 38. How many cards does that give me? Uh, You cannot go above five. So there was no point in uh, spending the red. I still got an extra card. You only get the five. The 24 gave you five. Yeah, it maxes out at five cards. So yeah, you... Just get those chips back because you wouldn't have been able oh. to. Yeah, even even if you had rolled a one hundred, uh, you would have only you would have stopped at five. Yeah, because you need five to get two, and then fifteen more, putting you at twenty, would give you three more. All right, all right. Settle for my five cards. <laughs> hey, Rusty. Wow. Hey, Rusty. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You may want to have Ollie take that half step back so he's not in the way of the door at the far end when it comes blasting through the train. <laughs> Alright, uh, that gets me, I dropped a white and a blue in this mama jama. That gets me a total of 15. Nice. So that is four. Four cards? Right. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. You know what? I'm gonna drop the red. Are we all dropping chips on initiative to make sure to make sure? I'm not, because I can't get any more cards. <laughs> Save those <laughs> chips then. What's that? Um, that was, yeah, for me, it was the third of these four rounds where I was one point away from another action. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that again. Like, I want to get just that one more yeah, damn card. Okay. I, I've been getting, uh, my initial rolls have just been uh, between five and seven. I feel, yeah, I just got two sevens. Uh, and one of them has four D10, and I said it a seven. So, all right. I think that was enough to net me another card. Well, we want you to have shitty rolls, Max. <laughs> it's I us know. we care about. <laughs> I know. You do. James, you got a six plus a three. That's a nine. Okay. No, Not mind, a ten. I don't. You missed it yep. by one. All right. And I only have white cards, so. Or white, white chips. chips. So, yeah. Well, well, well. We start this round off with who has an ace? Me. Excellent. Excellent. Two of them. I've got the Ace of Clubs. Ace of Spades. Ladies first. All right. Um, I want to kick this door in and hit him with it. (laughs) So you want to kick the door in a direction that it flies and hits him? Yeah, because he said you said he moved toward the door, right? Because he was like, all right. Oh, cute. All right. Still in front of it. Yeah, and he turned his back on me. Smart idea, buddy. Okay. Um, so it's going to be strength or yes. fight? Or... It's going to be a brawl roll. I'm, gotcha. Since you want to knock it into him, we want to make it a hard nine. Since you, So that way there's 
the successful removal of the door, and it becomes a projectile that hits him. We're going to set the damage of a door to be D8. Oh, that's gross. Let's uh, add a red chip. <laughs> there we go, 15. Excellent. You knock off the door and you hit him with it. Roll a D8 for the door's damage and your normal strength. Um, since the thing has an armored hide, that goes from a D8 to a D6, so you'll be rolling a D6. I apologize. I'm going too slow. You're going much faster than me now. Um, so that's a 25 damage. Uh, you wanted a D6 instead of a D8 because of Oh, I'm sorry. No, um, my sorry. bad. We'll just call it a 6 because you had already rolled. Uh, okay. So that's 23 damage. It is a size of an 8, so that's 2 points. Wounds to a location. Go ahead and roll a d20. And his upper guts. Um, so, yeah, you hit him uh, in the back of the head area, chest, with the door for 23 points of damage. Or yeah. two wounds of damage. Let me mark that down. Head, two. That, that's actually pretty good. Um, now roll 2d6 for wind. Four. Okay. All right. Uh, yes, you do hit him with the door on your ace. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say as as it hits him and like it just like barrels this door off its hinges and it hits him in the back of the head. Uh, I'm gonna go knock knock. <laughs> All right. Um, Kings. Uh, no, I'm actually still up on ace. Oh, sorry. You're right. Ace. Uh, the ace of clubs. So, uh, it's time to start doing some murder, I think. Um, we've still got three shovelers up and the engineer, right? One shoveler. The other two of the three are gone. They were on the opposite oh. train bit that Sarah removed. So she's taken out three of the four shovelers in total. All right. Um, and what range am I from a... Uh, like from the, the engineer's head. Because I know he's been kind of twisting back and forth or at three least rolling meters, three yards. Okay. Uh, so any of the guns we've all been using, you're, uh, you don't have any modifiers. Uh, you're within the first range. Right, right. Um, and how far can you move as like a move action for free? Uh, you have a, should have a pace. Yep. What's your nimbleness, I believe? Yeah, it's it's enough. But yeah, okay, never mind. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna argue for the touching range bracket because I don't think he's ignoring me enough for it to be that automatic touching shot. Uh, but from where Ollie is, uh, he is going to redraw his Lamotte because he is done focusing. So we will start with this quick draw roll. Oh, I messed that one up. Sorry. Oh, I see what you did. There we go. So, uh, Ollie blurs back into motion. The Lamotte spins into his hand, uh, and there's a metallic snick uh, as he adjusts the angle of the hammer up top uh, and is going to shoot the engineer in the back of the head, or the side of the head, I guess, because he angled weird, with the shotgun part of this Lamotte, using it for the first time. So, uh, here is the shot. You're using a shotgun? Yes. Yes. Using the shotgun part of his Lamotte uh, for oh. the first time ever. Why is this not? Yeah, what happened with that? Like, that's not a... It's not. I, I forgot I forgot the K1. 
Yep. There we go. All right. So that's a 12 to hit. Yes. Um, uh, you are taking penalty for the head of negative six. I already factored that in. Adding two because of its size. I did not add two because of its size. 14. So that should be a 14. Excellent. So I'm assuming you've got all the other modifiers for the Lamotte. So we've got a 14. Yes. That's definitely a headshot. Um, all right. He's uh, going to drop a card. No. Yeah. You know, his focus is on Anne, who just blew open the door. So, yeah. You're so that a uh, it's, it's already a headshot, so raises don't do me any good. Um, which is a weird downside of being good enough to call your shots. Uh, but that is a solid hit. So, uh, at this range, the damage is 5d6. The headshot would make it 7d6. Uh, I've got plus one for magnum force, minus one for armor, staying at 7d6. Yep. Does that sound right? That's exactly Yep. And still getting to reroll ones because of uh, Kentucky Windage, Mm -hmm. which is only on its third turn of five. That is 34 points of damage as there's a clap like thunder and Ollie uses the underbarrel shotgun of the Lamotte for the first time, uh, crawling with power. Is that scatter solid? Uh, Scatter, yeah. Just regular scattergun shot. Nice. Um... Let's see, he's an eight. That's four wounds to his head. Yes, which would put him at six. So he's going to drop uh, a red chip to negate some of those. All right, let me know when to roll wind and how much. One dice of wind. Six. Okay. Uh, it does. It rings out. It's thunderous. It tings off his headpiece. Um, a bit of uh, ichor splatters as the piece of metal shudders and blood comes out around uh, his facial area, but now there is a dent scoring the plate itself. All right. Uh, And in the same action, because I've increased the rate of fire of this gun, uh, Ollie will, with inhuman quickness, uh, work the hammer of the gun and follow that up with a regular slug, well, not slug, a, uh, a regular 44 shot. All right. Uh, also going to be a headshot. Uh, that will be a 12. That's another headshot. All right. And then this is 3 6 goes to 5d6. So 5d6, we roll on ones. 17 more points of damage to the head. All right. That is two. And it will drop a white chip to ignore one of those two. All right. So 1d6 in wind. 1d6 in wind, yes. Uh, five more wind. Whew. He's an exhausted mofo. Probably going to have to... I don't want to spend a blue chip on wind, but dear God, how much wind is a blue chip? It's 5, 10, 15? Yes, sounds right. Yeah, probably going to have to recoup that with one of his last blue chips. All right. Um, Damn, that was good. His head injury has definitely come forward some. Uh, That was on a king, and now we got a queens. Anyone want to have queens? Uh, I have a queen. Spades. Go for it. Mine's hard. Um, okay. So I want to do that, that that cinematic, like, uh, slow walk with a little dip down to pick up my, uh, my tomahawks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As I, uh, um, I'm just going to jump on this thing's back and start sla- hacking and slashing. All right. 22. Excellent. That is definitely a hit. 
Uh, he's going to try. We're just going to toss out his highest card so he can dodge you. But he's not actually he's dodging. Not he's going to use uh, his brawling to keep you from succeeding. God, I hope this works. The bastard's got six dice in it. There we go. A 12! Dice roll is shit. <laughs> Remember the Indian a couple of episodes who ran in four shots is nothing above a two? It's terrible. Right. All that shooting wild. Yep. Uh, so he fails. He tosses out a card and fails to block you from getting onto his back. So I roll a d20? No, you're on his back. You called it. So you had a penalty oh, okay. of two to do that. So he was trying to beat a 20. So now you're going to do okay. damage. All right. So Your tomahawks become d4s. Uh, 4d6, right? 4d4s. Because of his armor. Yeah. Uh, his armor rating drops your die type for the axis, but your strength damage still stays the same. Well, I still got 14, which is pretty good That's for 44. That's actually a really good roll. I mean... Okay. And your strength? Is 5d12 plus 2. Mm-hmm. That would be 39. Of course, of course it's of course. 39. One point away from five wounds. He's going to drop a blue chip to ignore some of these Can I wounds. Red chips to add to his wounds? Yes. We can play uh, this game. If uh, you drop the red chip, you'll have to decide if it's going to, uh, to your strength or... Strength. Because uh, 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 you're... Uh, you're wanting to add to your damage roll. Yeah. So I'm going to add to my strength. So I'm going to roll another d12. Uh, yep. Oh, that's a bitch one. Let's use another red chip. But it moves you from a 39 to a 40, which brings it to another wound, which is five wounds. Oh, that's true. Which is the most I can right, get, right? right? No. You can no. get way more than five wounds. Yeah, but he's, uh, since he dropped a blue chip to ignore wounds, He's taking two wounds right now. Yes, you just moved it from one wound to two wounds. It's the end of the session. We're going to go for it. Okay. I'm not going to stop you. Here's another 14 for you. So now I'm at 40, 45, 55. So that one adds on another wound because of his massive size. So Okay. So... I'll stop there. I hope so. <laughs> You're running low on chips. What, um, seven, seven wounds before he uses chips? That right? is correct. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not It's all right. <laughs> so uh, roll 3d6 and wind. 14. Okay, noted. Wow. Oh, and uh, we're still in Queens, right? Was that Queens? No, that wasn't Queens. Yeah, it was Queens. Yeah, it was Queens. James? All right. Um, do I have to spend a card to get up? No, but it's part of your pace. Your pace is what gets you up off the ground. Okay. Um, I'm standing up, and uh, what was uh, Blake using uh, as far as firearm? Uh, officer naval pistol. All right. Um, I think that's a forty-four. That, that's a forty-four. All right. Um, 
You know what? Uh, What's she gonna do? I'm gonna drop my uh, drop my peacemakers next to him. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Let's see. One of them still has uh, five. The other one has three in it. Um, and How many I'm. How does a peacemaker have? Because you fired one four times and the other one two times. Hold on. One. Six two. bullets, right? Okay, I've got, I've got one and one and three and the other. All right. Um, and I'm going to cast Smite. Yes, Smitey Smite. Well, what this does is uh, for the success and every raise after it, it increases my strength by one die type. Uh-huh. I'm going to slide back over because we're getting close to seven o'clock so people can see our smiley faces. But I'm sure they're tired of looking at cards and chips because that's a massive pile right there. Oh, that's a mess. Yeah, we've been busy. We've been busy. Yeah. Very busy. Nine. You know what? I'm going to drop a white on there. Just see if I can get above. Yeah, you haven't. You have yet to have a die like really blow open for. Well, now you did have one faith that was like a. Uh, that, that was a guts check. Oh, was it? Yeah. So you're for sixty twelves. You keep getting the eight and nine and stuff. Yeah, and this is this is the first time because my faith checks are where I usually get the high end stuff. Yeah, you're due. Woo. All right. Uh, so my die, uh, my strength is going up by one die type uh, from uh, 3d8 to 3d10s. So impressive. That was sarcasm. Because I mean, next to Miss McDade, you're adorable. So what are you doing with? Is that it? Do you get up and you get stronger? You Hulk out? Uh, yeah. But uh, on my next action, things are going to get a little more interesting. Are you remembering to take a minus three due to the pain of your right hand that got crushed? Yes, uh, but... Just making sure. Um, actually... Hi, Rem PCs. It's me, Rem Alternus. And I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to our Patreon backers. Seriously, your support makes all of what we do possible, and we are all extremely grateful for each and every one of you. If you aren't yet a Patreon backer, you can head over to www.patreon.com slash to check out the different tiers and rewards we have available. All Patreons get access to our podcast releases a week early, get their names in the credits of our live streamed shows, have first dibs on any casting calls for new games and shows we produce, and more. Once again, you can join our Heroes Hall at www.patreon.com slash and thank you all again for listening. Now back to the show. I'm only at an egg too, because if you remember, I dropped a chip to absorb some of the damage. Oh, that's right, you did. White chip. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. Um, 
that's it for the queens. We're moving on to jacks. Jack of clubs. Jack of clubs as well. The shoveler, angry at the fact he can't hit Rusty's character, is charging the priest who is now hulked out for some reason. Like, what's up with that? The hulking out thing. It doesn't know. It's just going to shovel you. Go into its shovel skill. Oh, look, there's its shovel skill. Bam, a 22! Yes! Shoveling the priest. Shoveling the good old priest. I want to see a big old shovel. Shoveling the priest. I don't know how to rhyme that with what's a word that rhymes with shovel. I feel like you have a little bit of latitude there. You could go double or bubble, something like that, if you you keep it going. Okay, I am uh, quick drawing my force amplification mace and since he's coming at me I'm switching targets and I'm going to swing it at him okay it's not your action and so you can quick draw when it's not your action but you still need to drop a card to block his attack or dodge otherwise he's going to hit you with a shovel and the location's going to be 17 3 up from that to 5 and 5 is going to be no, he's going to hit your legs. He's going to try to take your leg out because he hates your leg. All right. So, he can't hit anything above that. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, well, no, actually, it can go into the guts. But, you know, if he takes you to the ground, then he can shovel you in the face while you're laying down. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to hit you in the leg with a 22. You got to get better than a 22 to dodge this. And I'm assuming since I you're quick drawing. One card. I, only, I only have the one card for... And you're getting hit in the legs with a shovel. Oh, my yep. God. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's only 2d6 for the shovel's damage, no extra. So that's three! Hey, that! Wonderful three from the shovel! Let's do their strength. Fucking Jesus Christ. That 22 is like the grand opera of rolls for me tonight. You know, that was the big thing. That was the Michael Jackson moment. <sighs> where's where's their strength? Now, they have a lot of strength because they do a lot of digging, but I just... I gotta, I gotta find it. I think it... I don't think it's got it. There it was. Oh, shit. So, 20 points. Pretty palpable hit. Three wounds to a leg. Two. Two wounds to a leg. Uh. And seven I am, wind. I am going actually, uh, re-roll that. I'm going to drop my last chip to absorb one of the wounds. I'm fine with that. It's a change in the positive direction. Numbers is averaging out pretty good. Finally, the shoveler is looking like this team shovel your face is actually worthwhile. Oh man, audience, these guys are a handful. Not the characters, the, the bad guys. The, the... Oh my goodness. So that was on Jack. Anybody else right. have Jacks? All right, so uh, since uh, he went right before I did, um, what card are you throwing that, down? Uh, the Jack of Clubs. Right. We have the same card, but right. you started going through yours, so I was waiting. Ah, well, that's fair. It's supposed to happen at the same time. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm quick drawing uh, my force amplification maze. Bam! Done! Succeeds, and I am going to swing on him. There it is. He's not dodging because he's got no cards. All the cards I got left is the engineers. 
didn't somebody use a red chip just recently? Because I only got one chip here. Oh, no, I got a white chip, and then I used it to... Yeah, hey, you kept dropping chips because... Uh, you guys are just relen <laughs> not relenting on this guy. Uh, seven to hit him. Yep, that definitely hits. Man, if somebody would just defeat the stream boss, the trail boss, and give me some chips, wouldn't that be wonderful? I would like it a lot. I'm sure the players might like that too, but they seem to be doing fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> James, damage, because you hit in location. Location is right arm. Mm -hmm. uh, 27 damage total. Yeah, his size is a four, so that's at least six wounds right there. Yep. Yeah, look, radio, if it's going to cost like 50 bucks, don't do it. I appreciate it. I really do. I would I would be so happy about that, but no, man, it's good. All right, so like six points of damage to his right arm. You just take it off. It's gone. One-handed shoveling for the rest of his life. <laughs> Does he drop the shovel is the fun part? No, it's a two-handed weapon, so he's got it held in two hands, but you knock one off, and so he's like, ah, screaming at you now. And, uh... And, and, and the fact that he is like ah, disarmed or single combat. Ten. Nine. I have nine. a ten. Ooh, a ten. Ooh, a ten. Yeah. Um, all right. So I jumped on this thing's back and uh, and dug this in. And I'm just going to like use this to like crawl up his back and keep like cutting into him as I'm like mountain climbing up him. Sure. <laughs> um. Now, of course, crawling up his back and stuff like that, that's no real dice rolls. That's just a pace maneuver. Um, yeah, you're right. That has gone out the roof. Um, but uh, he will still try to defend himself. Even though you're on his back, he will still be swinging behind him to try to knock you off or block the attacks. Well, no, since I'm, I'm doing it, like, every time I'm climbing, I'm carving the tomahawk into him again, uh -huh. just a little higher up. It's still an attack. I will keep that in mind, Radio, when I set these numbers up, because I could have swore... It's not that many bits to do that. I will make, I will fix that. That's excessive, uh, in my opinion, because I don't see any of that. And if I do, I don't know where it's going. Um, so, um, your first card, your first tomahawk attack. Tomahawk. He yep. Yep. Here we go. Yeah, he's going to yep. drop a card to defend. I.e., swing behind him and knock you off. Did Did you roll? I'm about to. Okay. I was just making sure I didn't miss it, like it had paused on me or something. 14. 14. All right. So I'm going to make him get, if he gets four higher than your 14, then he's knocked you off and attempt to clear you off his back. Where did the dice go? That's not it. That's not it. I'll just do that. Let me do that. 13. No. He does block your attack. Uh, he's reached back and he's trying to grab a hold of your hatchet and he's like bending his arms and he's twisting his body in, in, a, in a way to like put his hand back there and swat towards you to block your attacks as you're hanging on to him. Okay, so, so I, I can we, do my other we, attack then? Yes. We've got an open roof train, huh? Nope. Oh, by the way, that 20 that I rolled after doing the damage, that was the wind. He lost it. Oh, said. right, right. Let's add a blue chip to that. Go for it. Definitely. 15. All right, hit. He's not going to attempt to block that one because you're, you're, I'm assuming that you're chopping with one and then, wait, so how are you holding on to his back with like, with, so I'm holding on to the top 
tomahawks. Yes. And then as I drill each tomahawk in, I'm getting that like foothold uh, to then uh, do it with my other using hand. Them, using them like ice axes. So, there you go. Uh, yeah. You won't be able to get a secondary. We're going to we're gonna pause here. With the first tomahawk pinned in, you can't get any more height as you're trying to swing up to get in, and he is thrusting around and thrashing, trying to keep you from doing that. So a secondary swing wouldn't have happened unless the first one had succeeded, such as oh, stabbing shit. and pulling okay. yourself up. So, All right. and and you still have two more cards, which by the way, he has one card, but that's metagaming at the finest right there. Okay. <laughs> you know, at least block one more. All right. Um, and that was on a 10, so nine. Oh, I wonder oh, who could go now. Also me. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to do what I was doing before again. All right. Um, I've got white chips left, and we're, like, at the end of the stream, so let's go ahead and just go all in. Okay. Going all in? Holy How shit. many white chips is that? Three, so I'm rolling 70, 12. Yeah. Oh. You got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> and the best one was the second die that you rolled. Oof. I'm real up, upset. I'm real unhappy here. I'm going to go news is that's, that's a hit. That's a hit. Unless, unless he defends. He's you know, defending like, with his last card. He's dropping a six, and he's going to roll some happy dice here. Crossing my fingers, because he's only got one chip left. A 12. As so you... Blocked. As you... You jump up, tomahawk the first time, come the tomahawk a second time, his arms crank back and the, the elbow moves in an odd ways and he begins swiping towards you. And so as you swing from left to right, swatting at hands coming at you, you go to strike in and you clasp with metal as the hand it hits. You pull back for a moment and he does too, reaching for you. You pull yourself up to reach higher and his other arm rotates in an un, unhumanly way to, to like, grapple a hold of the, the tomahawk, or at least block the tomahawk's blow. And so there's sparks flying and, and whatnot, and this to the onlookers, this thing is thrashing around. It looks like a, a terrible carnival ride going crazy at this point in time. All you can see is Miss McDade's legs every once in a while <laughs> swinging around. My ankles are showing. Oh no! There, the blood dripping down them is uh, <laughs> a little off-putting. <laughs> I have no cards left. Rusty, it's all you. All right. Uh, I managed to draw a pair of sixes in initiative. Uh, so the first one, I am going to use my reload trick, which is a special type of hex, uh, and it's going to hopefully get me a shotgun shell and two bullets loaded from my gun belt uh, onto my thing. Okay. So with this, I roll it with the appropriate trait. Uh, it works kind of like a hex thing. Uh, so typically nine, uh, or sorry, typically five. A nine is kind of garbage. Um, so there's two draws, one second. All right. So I get to draw two cards. I got the Queen of Diamonds and Nine of Spades. Mm -hmm. If you draw any red cards, the trick is a success. Uh, so uh, what happens is uh, Ollie just gives the gun a twirl uh, around the you know around his trigger finger, um, and and there's a weird metallic snick snack uh, from his belt, 
uh, and he's able to load three shots into it. So we'll make that the shotgun shell and then two regular shots. Um, and then Ollie is up with the six of diamonds and one second because Deadlands just kicked me out. So let me relaunch Deadlands uh, here on roll 20. Oh yes. no. Uh, so uh, yeah, like a, a moment after the last uh, like boom of thunder from the shotgun and then the metallic snap of the regular shot, uh, there's gonna be another inhumanly quick uh, boom snack uh, as he does another impossibly fast uh, shotgun blast followed up by a regular shot. Okay, let's uh, see some rolls. Ollie is going to steadfastly advance on this guy, and I'm gonna try and get the the touching range damage because Ollie's insubstantial and there's really nothing it can do to stop it. And because it's busy with Miss McDade and both of its arms are behind its back, Max, I'm gonna argue that I can get the touching range instead of the one to 10 range. I can't disagree with you. It makes perfect sense. Glad to help you, buddy. So Ollie just methodically twirls the gun once and just walks right up to it uh, and we will blast him. This might hurt. And with the bonus for size, a total of a plus three. Uh, so 11 to hit, but that is a hit. Yep. Called shot to the head. That's no so, uh, yep. So 6d6 becomes 8d6. The armor and my magnum force balance out. So 8d6 rerolling once. Let's see that. Uh, 37. Wow. Another four damage. Well, it will definitely be dropping its final blue chip onto this. All right, one damage to its head. What's it at now on its head? I'm not telling you. That's metagaming. <laughs> Four wind. Boom. This one knocks out jaw and teeth as it whirls around, sees how close you are. All right. And then here's the follow-up shot with the regular 44 bullet. Uh, 16 to hit. Also a called shot to the head. Yep. Good. Does not have any chips left to throw at this. Uh, and that makes it 20 to the head. Uh, this shot fires as it's, as you shoot off a, a chunk of its jaw and it faces back in the direction to where you're at and uh, it pauses for a moment and it staggers. Uh, Miss McDade has a chance to now uh, like balance herself. I'm assuming that that six of clubs she has, she'll be able to initiate a coup de gras as your bullet goes straight down its midsection for another three points of damage. It, it staggers and uh, down it because you're shooting down its head. It's looking at you. Um, so it goes down into its head. Blood bits burst. It staggers forward. Parts of it are oozing out. It's beginning to lower itself to the ground as it's losing not only steam, literally, but blood. Final card. And, and. Okay. All right. So, um,. Yeah, taking advantage of what Ollie's doing, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, try to draw those tomahawks across uh, across it and, and open it on up. Let that sp- spill on out. All right. Uh, no need for dice rolling as it is winded. Uh, it's the tomahawk strikes dig deep into it, and I just want to see what I get. <laughs> I. I I appreciate that too. I appreciate that too. So let's go ahead 
And if you want to see how it looks, we can do that because this game is about crunchy numbers. <laughs> Let me not take that away from you. So we're going for like a decapitation here is, is what's- Yeah, let's do it. Nice. Yeah, definitely. So I'm gonna roll my uh, 2d6. Yes. For my tomahawks. Plus my strength. After what happened earlier, you should be using a shovel. It's 15. I've had better damages, but that's all right. And the other tomahawk? That's right, I get two of them. 13 to hit. Ooh, three on the tomahawks, that's bookie. <laughs> Man, you're rolling like Max. I know, right? My roll 20's tired. <laughs> 13. So 16, 16. Would, would still be two more wounds, though. So like, yeah. Wounds, yeah. All right. So, yes, uh, as it slumps to the ground, you deftly run up the remnants of its back. And with two opposing swipes, you sever it at its bone slash metal spine that's slightly jutting out of its tissue. Uh, the metallic cap falls off, rolls forward onto the ground in front of Ollie. Um, and the head just kind of droops down, now severed from the rest of the body and just held on by a few bits and pieces of flesh. Steam is rolling out of its torso through its neck, and so it's making like a, a gurgling sound. Um, the room has become incredibly dark, and as you guys are reeling at this point in time, Father Cross, Cody and Dwight are yelling, we have to go, we have to go, a lot. Um, you two are in the moment as it's all going on, and you barely can hear their voices echoing in the distance. Father Cross, what would you like to do? Um, since I got this one in front of me, um, you know what? I'm going to swing down right on its head. All right. Okay. Ollie, um, the ringing, the sound, the explosions and everything, make a cognition check. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. That is 3d6. Okay. Target number is a, at this point, Onris 7. Uh, that will not do it. That's You are four. reeling from the moment, and Anne, you as well. You Cognition as well. check, Onris That's 7. My best one. Actually, since I'm in Berserker mode, I get a minus 2 to it. <sighs> so, minus 2 to that is 3. You guys are all caught up in the fight as this round is coming to an end and Father Cross is smashing the shoveler. The final window gets covered up by the growth on the outside of the train. Dwight and Cody are currently fighting with the opening as it's sealing at this point, and they are trying to get through. Blake is yelling, so all the brothers are by the door yelling at you guys. This way, come on, something's happening. You got to get out of here. And they are fighting to pull themselves through the opening as it seals shut. Like with, with flesh again? With flesh. or uh, Okay, yeah, that's gross. <laughs> All right. The flesh covers the doorway. The ringing's come to a stop. The, the round has finally come to an end because at the end of the round, it was at least going to move one and it only had one window left to go, i.e. cover the rest of the car. You guys find yourselves in completely dark train. Only red light ebbs through cracks and crevices in the holes that have been put in by this creature thrashing around and your gunfire. Uh, uh, like, are we, uh, Ollie can move through stuff still right yes. now. Yes, that's right. So Ollie would like to get to the other side of that fleshy membrane. Sure. Um, could walk through the wall, you know, whatever. 
uh, and then he's gonna unghost on the other side and start using the Texas Rangers Bowie knife uh, to start trying to like cut it open from that side while hopefully other people can cut it open from the inside, you know, just gonna get himself through. All right. And then start it. Father Cross, you smash this thing's head in. You turn and look around. The room is completely dark. Everyone's, you, you, you see the situation of who is here. What do you want to do? All right. Um, uh, since I know where I drop uh, my peacemakers, um, I'm going to uh, pick them up, holster them, mm-hmm. and uh, Miss McDade, we need to leave. All right. All right. And you've got your tomahawks. The world's come back in around you. You see Ollie. He runs to the other end of the train and passes through the fleshy wall that you know you've ripped apart once before. And Father Cross is yelling at you about leaving and whatnot. And at, at this point in time, with the fleshy wall appears, um, that wiggling sensation in your stomach feels pretty comfortable. It feels like it's it's saying to you, I'm okay with being here. We don't have to go back. So what about the cars behind us? Like they're all- They're gone. We're, with all the passengers and stuff? You mean the cars in the front cars of, you? of you? Oh yeah, yeah. They're beyond a fleshy wall. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go that way. Okay, so the thing that lives inside you tells you, no, no, wait, we're home. We're at my home now. You can stay here with me. Uh, can we, can we make a spirit roll? What's your spirit again? That's metagaming. Ha 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 ha. Fine, I'll just give myself some numbers. No! 7, D, 20. No! It's 40, 10. 40, 10. Oh, we don't have to go. Oof. I have no chance to throw this and the defender wins. Oh, yay! I win! Yeah, we're going to go toward the passengers. All right. Ollie, you step through the fleshy wall. Beyond the fleshy wall, you do see the rest of the train. It's bathed in crimson light. The surrounding territory is on fire. The ground is ashen and black, and you can hear what sounds like people screaming every once in a while. Dark shadows pass overhead of things with leathery wings. You see two suns and one moon, and this world does not look like anything you recognize. So it sounds like maybe I went the wrong way to escape. Uh, you were heading back to where everyone else was on the train. Yeah, yeah. Unless you want to go back yeah. to hell. Yeah. So you were heading- I am legitimately not sure what the good guy move is here. Um, Cause I feel like if I don't try to open this, uh, I'm leaving the, the party behind, Fair. right? My, my brothers and the other PCs that I've grown close with, including the spiritual bastion of, of Father Cross. But the everyone else that like should be in this fucking train car uh, is also like the nun that raised me uh, and my new French card-slinging girlfriend who now in my head is basically she-gambit when I put it like that. (laughs) Um, So I feel like, yeah, 
Uh, I'm still, I'm gonna carve this membrane and try to like get everyone together. All right, carving uh, the membrane open, you will reveal back the car you just left behind. Father Cross and Anne come out. Father Cross looks pretty fucked up. He's got some damage. Anne looks just fine. The two of them head towards you quickly. You guys can easily see into the next car, which is the um, business class car. And it is not what you would be expecting. There are no people in the business class car. There is all the items, tables, chairs, bars, drinking implements and whatnot, rooms and doors that you can see, but no one's there. No one that you know should be there in this weird world. And as the two of you, Father Cross and Anne, step out into this little area where between the two cars with Ollie, you too see the same desolate wastelands. Father Cross, you can make a knowledge academia. Uh, Ollie will give the uh, the Texas Ranger Bowie knife like a spin mm-hmm. by the uh, the ring guard on it, and stick it back in his belt, uh, and just kind of. I, I reckon we ought to maybe stay pretty close, y'all. Uh, and like that's his only thought here is like none of us should be alone in this place. Eight. By all accounts, you have probably moved on to the the happy hunting ground. Indian folklore speaks of another place where dark things roam and the world is not familiar. And by descriptions, the Indians describe it or talk about it. The happy hunting ground definitely would be reminiscent of the Christian hell in some degrees in some of the more horrid places or corrupt. All right. Um... I look around and I go, all right, everyone needs to stick together. Uh, I do believe we are in the place the Indians call the hunting grounds. We are not safe. Well, how do we, uh, how do we get everybody else out of here? That's a good question. I don't think they are here. I think they're still on the train we boarded, but let's check just in case. I'm gonna start moving through all the way to the engine. Okay. Search the cars. Okay, so you're uh, you're just walking through. She's searching the cars, Ollie. Ollie will reload his Lamott uh, and follow them. Okay. Actually, that's a good idea. I. I think I'll actually reload so my two, Father Cross is like, they're, they're, I don't think they're here. Oh, they're, they're probably there. We need to look for them. He starts wandering off, and, and then he stops, and he's like, oh, yeah, sir, we should reload. You definitely can tell Father Cross is not okay at this time. Not only have his injuries caught up to him, he is, like, mentally wandering. He has no focus or direction. And you see this, but your concern is others and finding people. You walk through the business section of the, the dining car where the bar is at and stuff and begin looking for anything. This car looks like it's never actually been occupied for a long period of time. There's dust everywhere. There's blood stains that don't make any sense that you know weren't there beforehand. Maybe something happened. You don't know. As you begin moving through cars, make your cognition check. Your target number is a fair five because you're searching actively. That's a one. <laughs> That's a one. Oh man. All right. Um, you head through the rest of the business car and sorry, the first class car. This is 
Yeah, no, the business car. You move through the business car, through the, the small area, and you get into the neck, and you're heading to the next car. There is no membrane. There's nothing to bust through. There's just the doors to open. And when you go to open this door, you know you damage this to seal it shut, but you notice that there's no damage here. So this door has door. never been crunched by you. And what's outside the windows? When you look outside, you see the first class car ahead of you, the car that you're staying in. All right, I'll go check that one. Okay. Yeah. I imagine we're about, you know, I'd say we were distracted for one car's worth as we were reloading and walking. Um, um, but yeah, I think I'll start in on the cognition rolls on this next one. Sure, sure. Father Cross, on the other hand, has dropped a few bullets. He's followed behind you guys. Um, it's, I'm just going to say it, because James, you seem very non-cognitive of stuff. You're just like walking, he's reloading, yeah. he's dropped a few bullets. We got to keep moving. And he uh, keeps mumbling to himself at this point in time. I'm trying to, uh, even though it's there at the forefront of my brain, mm -hmm. uh, me quoting off everything that I would, I learned about the hunting grounds, whether from uh, my order or from Indians mm -hmm. that I had met, it's actually coming out in bits and pieces. Like I'll, uh, I'll say like half a bit of information and then skip to like, you know, page 37 and then back to page three and back well, and forth. Maybe a and prayer like, of some type. Yeah, and, and then I'll stop, uh, uh, say a prayer and, and stop and go, no, 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 that's grace. And, you know, uh, you know, my brain is all over the place. You took three wounds to the leg, two wounds to the hand. Yeah, and part of it is not so much the wounds, but the fact that the reality of where we are is setting in. Okay. Cognition check from both Sarah and uh, Rusty as you walk into the first class car. Alrighty. Why do you keep embarrassing me with these rolls? I'm enjoying, enjoying the fact that your dump stat was your cognition. Hey, back in these days, I didn't get much educating. Okay. I mean, something has to be a dump stat. Uh, that's a nine for me. All right, as you guys move, uh, at some point, Father Cross, as you guys are wanted into the first class, the area, this is the fancier bar. This is uh, a couple of other little sitting areas and stuff like that. And as you move in here, uh, you go to the little side walkway and you get there. Father Cross stops, he leans against the wall, and he's now just standing in one spot muttering as you guys are walking down the hallway. Both Ollie and Anne notice from Anne's room, no, Ollie and Anne both notice from um, uh, Lorraine's room, there is a glow of whitish light ebbing out above and beyond and piercing through the dark red glow. Lorraine! Ollie takes off at a trot. Like, just doink! Goes running towards it. Uh, I'll be right behind him. Throwing? Uh, do you look through the door? Because the curtains are pulled. Oh yeah, and he'll run up to it and he'll keep his gun in, in his right hand because he's not going to reholster that just yet. Uh, but yeah, he'll like jerk the curtain open with his, his left hand. Okay. Uh, looking into the car, you see those markings from two, a day and a half ago or two days ago on her, the floor of her room, which you saw when you were in there the other day, the remnants of them. But now you can definitely see that they have an illumination in the train car cabin. 
They are brilliant. They are vibrant. Padre, come come look at this. I think it's... I think the right left this for us. It looks... I don't know. It, it looks kind of holy to me. He's not going to touch it yet. Okay. Uh, but you guys can tell he's like, maybe this is the way out. But let's check with the people smarter than me, which... In Ollie's case, he tends to think of as everybody, which is not true. He's actually got pretty good stats, but, you know. All right, Father Cross. All right, um, you know what? Uh, Since I'm sort of wrapped up in my own head at the moment, um, just as even though he's yelling for me, um, I'm thinking I should actually make a cognition check to see if his yell actually breaks me from my own... Thoughts. Sure. Uh, I don't know if it might. I've got the soothing voice. If that's any help, while like I was calling gonna, out potentially good news. I was going to say think seven. I heard it. <laughs> oh, I was going to say seven, but we'll break it down to a five. But he got a twenty-five. Uh, Remember, you still have a penalty for yeah. your wounds, so it's actually a twenty-two. Yeah. Uh, thanks for letting me borrow that. All right, um, his voice snapping me out of that uh, and refocusing me. I just look around. I uh, will slot that last bullet, uh, snap the cylinder back in and holster the peacemaker. Uh, Right now I'm gonna keep uh, uh, the mace in hand but I'm going to carry it over one shoulder in my good hand at the moment. And I'm going to move up as I'm looking back and forth. Um, I'm still pale and still have a little bit of concern on my face, but I do seem more focused. And I look at him and I look in and looking at the circle, I say, well, she did say it was a circle of protection and it was a ward. Mm-hmm. I've seen things that as he's I talking, have to believe her. I don't like all this, so as he's talking, I'm just going to push him in the circle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I was going to step in. Right, you're in the circle. The, anyways, but, um, uh, it illuminates around him. No physical change or change to the father in any way, shape, or form. Oh. <laughs> you, uh, you feel better, or do you like think you can think real hard and, and get back on the right train or something? Um, I think about it a moment and uh, just rumors and stuff that, you know, probably uh, the order has said, well, that um, we've decided that doesn't actually exist because we haven't found any proof of it. Right. I'm going to try something. I'm actually going to kneel down uh, uh, on one knee, uh, with, uh, the mace down to help study me. I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, Lorraine, can you hear me? Hoping that since she's the one that made the circle, she may have some connection still to it. No, nothing happens. Nothing mystical. This isn't a two-way telephone or anything. You, if she heard you, she can't hear her back. All right. I look back and forth and I look at them and I go, all right. Your cognition allows you to make a academia roll. 
right? Because you're paying attention to your surroundings. Six. From your understanding of how these archaic and dangerous magics work, and from your studying, this circle isn't finished. There are bits and pieces of it that have not been completed. It's, you're not sure if this is protection because your knowledge of this shit is weak. This is not your forte. You're a holy man, not a whatever, but it is not finished. If you had some more instructions, like a book or something that tells you what to do, you could finish it if that was to help anything. Did either of you see a journal or something she was working out of? She had a book. She got real concerned when uh, um, the Pinkertons took it. Uh, out of character, didn't we give that back to her? I guess it's been like a couple yeah, months. Yeah, she before. had it. She got it back. All right. Uh, yeah. Did Ollie see it in her room? Where uh, room she, it, she actually showed him the book. That's correct. Yeah, like she was giving me she, some lessons and stuff. Well, not lessons, but talking sure. about it. And she was flipping through the pages, talking about certain things within the book. I remember that because Max actually went through that with you. So, uh, yeah, like, where should the book be on this plane? And or do I remember how to finish this circle? The answer is... Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say, if during our fate to Black, she had idly pointed to the Ward of Protection and you know, mentioned how to finish it or something. Um, I am standing up and I, uh, uh, as they're both answering me and I say, this is not finished. I don't know how to finish it, but it's not finished. Thinking on that, yes. If her stuff is in this room, which it is, and the book is in there, which when you look, you do find it, and you begin thumbing through the pages, um, Ollie, you can make an academia roll. I'm going to make this at okay. a hard nine. Okay. Um, let's see here. I would roll it before considering chip. Right. It's not necessarily the chip thing. It's um, like with with envision, I can see through stuff enough to cheat at cards by seeing the other side of somebody's poker hand. Mm-hmm. Is there a way that I can like use that to skim the book more quickly? and like find what I'm looking for? I imagine so, Um, but it's not gonna help you finish the circle perfectly. But yes, you could see through the book and be like, is this it? There it is, and immediately turn. All right, so he at least gets to open it really cool to like that page that he's looking for. Fuck yeah. So, all right, uh, here is an occult roll then. Do you have any injuries or penalties that will affect this? Uh, Shouldn't be. Okay. It doesn't matter if I roll that garbage, but I mean, I've got, I've got, uh, occult Academia, which I was assuming would be what you wanted. I do. Nope. Uh, that's a pretty garbage roll, though, so let's trickle out a white chip. And these can be spent one at a time, right? Yes. Yep. Got better. Alright, here's another white chip. Oh. Uh. Alright, here's my last white chip. Are you <laughs> kidding me? That sucks. I tried, y'all. Ollie opens the book and begins dabbling in the attempts to utilize the materials inside of her bag to do so. Uh, uh, James, you can assist with your academia, but it's outside yeah. your forte, so you suffer a minus four penalty. A minus four? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to input any 
modifiers, it's just going to be a minus seven to whatever comes up. A minus seven? Oh, yeah, because you're wounded yeah. and stuff. That that hurts on, like, knowledge checks, too? Yeah, it's like a penalty it's not to just everything. Like, everything. Right. Liquid courage would solve that problem for the pain. Because, uh, because uh, mentally and socially, you're being distracted by the pain. Sure, I mean, and you're a concussion or whatever, I guess. So, all right. Here goes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have a seven. <laughs> Since, all right, um, the two of them begin fumbling with the instructions and they are trying to follow it. Not only is their French bad, but their ability to like work through this is bad, even though there are decently decent pictures. Um, as you two. In, in Ollie's defense, the book wasn't really what he was paying attention to last night, so, you know, he's got that excuse at least. As you two, and so. Let me let so we've got the dice roll out of the way. This is how it moves forward. Ollie, you pulled up as you're like Father Cross stands up and he makes this statement about uh, this isn't finished. Something's up with that. If we could finish this, it might be able to help us. You reach into the bag because you can see into the bag. You pull out the book, you open the book right to it, and you begin looking at it. And you realize that as you see it, all you can smell is Lorraine. As you're holding the book, all you can think about is Lorraine's voice. As you're standing there for like a good solid second or two, you realize that you're not alone, that everybody's watching you. And this is a tense moment that where Ollie can't shoot his way out. And so there's a lot of like stress and Father Cross, you can see it as Ollie's hand kind of like starts to shake just a little bit. Maybe it's out of fear or fatigue. You step in and begin looking at it. What he's opened the page to isn't something relating to protection. At least your Latin carries you through enough. This is like a doorway. This isn't protection. But looking at other pictures in the book, there are protection. This has been changed. If this was meant to be protection, it's not anymore. So you begin working. Reading through it, it's a two-way thing. Someone on one side has to set it up so that somebody on the other side can finish it. And the two of you begin working. And what do you want to do as the two of them are playing paint with glowing paint on the, you know, they're doing paint by numbers on the floor? Um. I'm still, like, on the off chance that, like, someone's stuck here with us. Um, I, I tell them, uh, take your time doing what you need to do, but I'm gonna check out, make sure we're the only ones alone, and head all the way up to the front of the train. All right. So as they're busy doing that, we're gonna segue to what's at the front of the train, because this was a nice little description. Um, the train is cutting through a horribly fiery, uh, decimated countryside. The tracks are rigid, they're broken, the train jostles every once in a while. When you get to the engine itself, there is no one guiding it. It is all the controls are on, and there is a huge pile of ghost rock burning in the furnace. And um, you can see that the suns, the two strange colored suns are beginning to set in the horizon. And what it looks like is the train is heading toward a mountain and you can see that the mountain is a tunnel that is illuminated there's a bunch of like buildings and structures around it so wherever you're going doesn't look like dodge because dodge isn't in the mountains it's near mountains um and so um the train's not slowing down you probably have at least 30 minutes or so before the train rushes through the next coming station with no one controlling the engine <laughs> um because i i can't resist even though i know it's not gonna do anything i like push some of the buttons that look like they would slow or turn off the train. <laughs> the whistle goes off. 
Oh yeah, I finally got to make the whistle go. It sounds like terrible, horrible screams. <laughs> I can't do it. It's like, ah! <laughs> Yay! You guys are in the middle of doing stuff, and you, you're like, we gotta do this word and go, wah! Now, which one is Witter Shins again? Oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> Please, do not say hell when we're already here. Let's keep okay. working. Hey, we're what? You said this was a hunting ground. It is. <laughs> But uh, uh, let's put it this way. This is uh, somewhere between purgatory and hell, all right? Well, what the hell are you doing here? I took a wrong turn, remember? The final symbols begin to glow. Um, As the two of you banter about what's going on, the final symbols begin to glow. Things begin to rock and shake. And as you're making your way back toward the other car, you notice the first-class car is beginning to illuminate in what would be described as a holy light. I kind of nod and quicken my pace, like, all right, they're doing whatever intelligent mojo shit they're doing, and man, Sarah's coming out to play more than Anna today. (laughs) Ollie will lean out into the hallway and holler, Miss McDane, I don't know, I think it's working. All right, I'm right here. You rush back into the room. Everybody collects into the room as the ruins begin to make uh, illumination and symbols begin dancing across the walls and ceiling. The shades begin to all drop down and lock in almost a, a still position against windows and the doors. The doors slam shut to the room itself. The three of you are locked in. There is a tremendous amount of noise. The wind, light outside the window becomes brighter and brighter and brighter. And then you can hear the sound of steel on steel squelching and screaming as the brakes are being applied. After a moment or two, you hear a loud voice boom. All right, everybody begin gathering your things. What do you guys want to do? Uh, open the door and look in the hallway. Opening. I start saying a prayer of things. Opening the door, we look into the hallway and fade to light. Um, this has been a really fun game. I've definitely had a blast running it. I, I thought about this kind of like train Deadlands game a long time ago, and I liked it. And I never had a chance to do it. And then Rusty was like, run a Deadlands, run a Deadlands. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll do it, dude. I'll do it. And he's like, when? I was like, ah, just give me a second. And we did. We found a, we found a chance to do it. Um, and it's been a blast the last few months doing this, guys. I really have had fun. Me too. Um, Same. Yeah, had a good time. Had a good time. Uh, for uh, just for shits and giggles, bounty wise, ten bounty at the end of this. So write it on your character sheet. Hell yeah. Nobody's got chips left, so you can't cash any in. Um, and we definitely want to save onto these characters if uh, we find the time and story to do something else. And there are a variety of stories that come with the old Deadlands works. Um. I'd like to thank each one of you individually for sticking out this storyline. James, you have definitely been a help with your uh, lawyering of the rules because you know what you're doing and keeping up with it. Uh, Your role-playing skills are excellent. I've definitely been happy about having you on board. Um, Thank you. Sarah, it has been a blast. Your portrayal of Anna and the story that you brought to my table with that character was like... I don't even know, and, you know, so there was a lot of questions in my mind 
of what to do next or how to do it. And uh, yeah, I think yeah, like you blew that character out of the water as far as it goes for everything. Oh, thank you. She was my favorite. Oh. <laughs> thank you. Um, and Rusty, dude, first chance to get a chance to play with you, and I was super stoked because I've watched some of your shows. Um, what a fanboy here for a moment is like, wow, that's some good stuff. And so for me to have you in my game was definitely a blast. And uh, you brought a serious level of creativity to your character, to the atmosphere of your character. It was super awesome. Thanks, man. It's uh, been a pleasure to game with you. So uh, yeah, anytime schedules line up, I'm down. Excellent. Excellent. Um, with that said to the audience, thanks for hanging out with us. Um, we're going to go through our ending bits where we talk about stuff that we're doing. I'm going to pass it over to my players real quick because I know Rusty and Sarah both have stuff. We'll start with uh, Sarah first. All right, guys. Um, uh, sad to be coming to an end, but uh, there's some other great things in the works. We've got, um, we just had yesterday week three of our uh, D&D episodical series that just started. So we're doing little short uh, manageable uh, uh, two-hour sessions of uh, Dungeons & Dragons starting with the starter set adventure which is Lost Mine of Fandelver. Uh, we want to bring a really um, beginner's level approach to um, getting into uh, role-playing games and D&D in particular. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun. Um, I love the cast, it's fantastic. And then um, the other thing, and you can catch that on YouTube, I'll, I'll drop that link, or Tom is in the chat, I know he, he can drop the link too. Um, other than that, uh, I've been talking for a long time about Chicago Shadows, and we are probably going to be dropping the, the release of the trailer next month. So this has been a two-plus-year project for, uh, for me, and to see it kind of winding down is pretty dang cool. So, um, yeah, just really excited to see uh, how y'all like it. And um, please follow us on social media so that, that you get to... Um, to catch it as soon as it drops. Rusty. Uh, yeah, I will be here next Sunday and then every other Sunday after that, as always. We are right here on Twitch, uh, though our is on the Shadowcaster Network. Uh, and we have a great time with A Song of Ice and Fire, uh, which has been a really fun campaign that is definitely picking up some steam as we are nearing episode 30. We're almost done with what I called the prelude. Uh, which is all before what I had in mind for the actual campaign. Uh, but on a uh, more kind of professional, earning money, selling a product front, uh, I have a novella hitting in three days. Uh, so if you are a fan of my Shadowrun work, uh, I'm going to drop a link in chat. You can pre-order this new novella, Chaser, um, which, by the way, the back end of it has a full preview chapter of my upcoming novel, which is also a Jimmy Kincaid story set in the Shadowrun universe. So it's a book that is chock full of uh, Rusty and the Jimmy Kincaid goodness. Um, and yeah, just check out the chat uh, and I'll put the link there and you can get that pre-order in and you'll get the book as soon as it goes live in a couple days. Awesome. Um... I'm with Original Box Set. This is our Discord information. That's an invite. Come join us, hang out with us, say hi, look for games. We do casting calls as well as regular games. Uh, we have game masters there who are like, hey, let's hang out and do stuff. Of course, Sarah's working on getting more people online gaming and stuff. So it's like a big community kind of, of push to have that happen. This is my website. It's kind of not been in use. So probably won't post that. 
I'm just not going to post it. I mean, I haven't even used the calendar for the last month. I need to stop doing that. But my wife makes soap and she has an Etsy store. If you like soap, God, at this point in time in, in the world, I hope you like soap. Uh, she also does hand sanitizers. She has a variety of great smelling soaps and hand sanitizers um, that are D&D themed. You can log in, check it out, and create a character based upon the D&D theme of race, class, and alignment. Do so. It's kind of cool. But it's not kind of cool. It's really cool. It's poor wording on my path. Uh, so awesome. she, it's totally awesome. You can hear her in the background. If she wants to come over and say hi on the final show. Um, I've had a blast. Uh, and uh, if you guys... I'd like to say hello. Hi, Cassie. Hey, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> um, definitely uh, had a blast. Check us out on Discord. Look for other games that we're going to do. And uh, definitely keep in touch. With that, I'd like to say goodnight to everybody and roll out my closing credits. Good night, everybody. Bye, guys. Night. Thanks for watching, everybody. You've been listening to another fine tale in the Alternia Archives. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to our archive. So, until next time, take care of yourself, okay? Goodbye. <laughs>